Have information concerning Carlisle expedition. Stop. Need reliable investigative team. Stop. Arrive January 15. Stop. Signed, Jackson Elias. The Gaming Grunts present Masks of Nyarlathotep, a Call of Cthulhu campaign. All right, Masks of Nyarlathotep, session eight. Last time, um, you decided to take a look out at the Juju house. You went visiting there about 3 a.m. in the morning, discovered that the door was unlocked, um, proceeded to enter, proceeded to trespass, let's be correct about this, um, (laughs) went down the stairs, which you had not seen before because you couldn't have seen it before, discovered a room downstairs with lots and lots of uh, well, cultists, including the two kidnapped victims. Um, Flash decided to live up to his name and entered the room. <laughs> he then, uh, awesome. the rest of you also proceeded to enter the room, but actually you weren't really noticed um, for a little while until, until you were. Whereupon you proceeded in a hail of gunfire, shotgun shells, bullets, and whatnot to um, kill everybody, including the four zombies. But you did manage to rescue the two kidnapped victims who were there. Um, Professor Weber perhaps unwisely looked where he shouldn't have and lost a big amount of sand. Um, you get five Cthulhu Mythos points, by the way, because you went insane. Damn. Truly noted. Yeah. <laughs> um, handsome Hank does, too, because uh, he lost the, he, uh, he lost, he went insane because of the zombies, seeing the zombies. Well, my research um, is proceeding. <laughs> yes, indeed. Um, so uh, as far as phobia, we discussed a phobia, what was it? Underground. Fear of being, being underground, underground, yes. So you def- you have a phobia of being underground. You, you do not like being underground. Not claustrophobia. You can be in a telephone booth. Can't be underground. But not a tunnel. Permanent? Well, for example. Yeah, pretty much. Permanent <laughs> until, until something else happens. I mean, he could, you know, he becomes more afraid of something. More afraid thing. of something else, yeah. He gets more afraid of not being underground. <laughs> Is that... Oh, everyone's on airline mode, right? Yeah. Is that because he uh, looked at that thing in the hole? Mm-hmm. Yes. Huh? Okay. Note to self. Don't no, look in the no. hole. <laughs> hey, man. Don't mind me while I just uh, redon my attire. Oh yeah, no, yeah, you're you're back. So you found a whole bunch of stuff uh, in an alcove, including a copy of Africa's Dark Sects, which or Jackson Dark Elias is looking for. But you are pronouncing very very well, by the way. <laughs> yes. Uh, Headband of gray metal. Headband. Uh, a wooden, wooden face mask. Face mask. Uh, wooden scepter mm-hmm. with uh, some uh, hieroglyphs on it, and a uh, copper bowl with uh, etched runes and signs. Yes. So, you are now outside. Um, the kids have, or teenagers, victims, have some clothes on them. Flash has put back his attire. He can find it because you got you moved all the clothes out first and he took his off. He's back dressed. So you're all up in that courtyard. It's about 3.15 in the morning. Um, all of you are there. All of you are... Uh, who's injured? Because you can, I am. Because you can first aid yourselves. Are you the only one injured? I lost hit points. I don't know whether I'm injured or... Well, he, he lost, sorry, lost hit okay, points. Okay, yes. Flash? I, uh, I don't think I was ever hit. Okay, and I don't remember. I think Leon may. Okay, so the, those of you who are uh, who have lost hit points are injured. You might be bleeding a little bit okay. from various cuts and bruises. Someone's and first aid branches. Yes, uh, so let's wait for Leon to come back. I took 7 out of 14. I'm Ouch. Not happy. You're, yeah, you're hurt. 
Um, Handsome Hank, having fallen down in an area where lots of people were getting shot, is covered with blood, not as badly as in episode one, but he is, yeah, where he, well, because, yeah, I mean, you bleed, <laughs> you bleed from a gunshot wound, but you bleed a lot worse from a machete. So, um, well, well, and, uh, well a shotgun, you'd bleed a lot I more than a I think we need to, A, this, uh, secure the scene, problems. so to speak, and B, get the police. Uh, I, I, I agree. I think we should uh, come as clean as we can. Uh, I, I think that uh, we could do a little dissembling about uh, what brought us into this uh, private uh, establishment. Kind of- but uh, basically, uh, I remember hearing chanting, and uh, the door was unlocked. Right. Uh, and we were looking for the kids. And uh, I also and we believe... we found them. We found them. <laughs> I also no. believe the young charges here uh, would uh, back us up, wouldn't you boys, about... Uh, the, uh, uh, the attack. Attack the, on uh, the, They started it. Uh, pretty much. Whatever you say, yeah. we'll... We're right there with you. We're, yeah. <laughs> we're just glad that we were able... Did, did they ever tell you what was going to happen to you? Uh, I think we were going to get thrown into that pit. Okay. Oh, with well. the thing. Well, well, it's, I, it's good that you thing. didn't... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Let me to just put it tell mildly. you. You didn't want to meet that. Leon, so are you I, injured? Did you lose hit points? Yeah, I did. Okay. I suggest we take. We've, we've got this card of Emerson Imports with Silas's name written on the back. I I say we claim that we found it near the movie theater where the boys were abducted. When we report to the police why we got, came here, and it took us a while to find out where this Silas person worked. When we got here, we found that the door was unlocked. Well, also, as you recall, the uh, officer downtown gave us the names of uh, the people to contact, and kind of all led back to this location. So, uh, I think we should go downtown. Let's get the police. Uh, we need to bring them here. Okay. And we should probably, somebody, or at least some of us maybe, should stick around to make sure nobody messes with well, the, the storefront or the pile of clothes or whatever. Is there a uh, phone? In uh, inside, phone I'm sure there is. Let's call. Hey, Leon, do you think you can call your friend downtown? Yep. Does and anybody feel like they Three in the morning? Yep. Yeah. Well, there's got to be there. someone down there. Well, someone will be, yeah. Yeah, yeah. We can we can explain everything to uh, whoever. That Don't we have Lieutenant Pole's number? I think yeah. this. Yeah. I think this. I think we should call him since or we're have them, working directly yeah. with him. Anyway. Or have them call him. Yeah. Do it. Okay. Yeah. Right. Uh, while the police and Lieutenant Pool come uh, arrive at the scene, so you're, you're, does you're anybody want to take off? You I know, think we need to first aid. That, yeah, you can first aid yourself. Yeah. So so for each wound, you can get one attempt at first aid. By one person. So who okay. ha- does anybody have first aid higher than the base chance? Uh, not I. Oh, okay. Then in that case, you can go ahead and just roll for yourself. I don't know how many steps that we're missing. I see. Trying to first aid ourselves. Well, I mean, right. you're fr- yeah, your first aid. You can roll it for you, unless you want someone else to roll for you. No. That looks like it. a success. Okay, that's one d three back. All right. And how do I know how many injuries? Well, if you were keeping, yeah, I can see that I was. You can hit see your your three former. Times. Okay, Leon, how many times were you injured? Um, I think twice. Okay, go ahead and try to roll thirty percent twice. <coughs> nope. Nope. Okay. Uh, actually, is that a botch? Ninety-six. Oh, uh, actually, ninety-nine. Ninety-nine. <laughs> Yeah, that is Technically, that is, yes. Um, so, uh, roll. How many hit points do you have left? Is that a, 
I'm at 13. Or 13? Oh, okay, roll a d6. Jeez. One. You lose an extra, an additional hit point. <laughs> anyone, okay, if anyone made it, they can go ahead and take it, they can check the skill. I didn't get in. That's whoever did. Right, so, the police are arrived, uh, the police are arriving, including Lieutenant Poole. Okay. Um, who made the call? Leon made the call? Yeah. Okay, so, Lieutenant Poole comes over to you. All right, Leon, what's, what, what do you got here? What's the you problem? the kids. They, uh, were, okay. they were apparently being uh, thrown into, a, about to be thrown into a pit as a sacrifice or something. We don't know what's going on, but we attempted to save the kids, and they had started attacking us. All right. Where, uh, where are the kids? Oh, they're the kids. Well, by the way, I'm hiding. I hid my uh, sawed-off shotgun. <laughs> Kid where? Uh, In a gutter. <laughs> In the car or something. In your car? Okay. Yeah. Along with Africa's Dark Secrets and some of the... Well, I, yeah, I'm, assuming, yeah, yeah. I'm assuming every... You're, you're, yeah, you're great hockey in the place, so you're, you're taking everything. Yeah, you know, under the spare tire. Uh, all right, well, Poole's going to want to send officers in. You might want to take a look into the pit. We're not sure what to make of it. Uh, <laughs> Dr. Weber, give him... That's awesome. The pit. I'm not going down there. Or you may not want to. Unfortunately, it did affect one of our party members, but... Uh, whatever you do, I wouldn't go into the hole. But the hole is where they were going to put the kids, if that will give you any sense of the urgency of our taking such dire actions <coughs> to I, rescue them. And, and I should hasten to point out that if, if you look carefully at the uh, headdresses and, and the markings of this cult, they seem to be responsible for the other murders that you've been investigating. Also, uh, look at our, our glorious friend over there, Handsome Hank. He's uh, pretty banged up, and uh, you can tell that uh, they had some nefarious uh, intent upon our bodies. Okay. <laughs> well, yeah. Um, so three of us are pretty obviously hurt. Uh, so you, so Leon, are you saying you and your party, are, you and your party, are the ones that did all this downstairs? Yes. Okay. Um, and just to make sure I understand things. Why did you break into this place? We didn't break in. We were investigating this area when we heard noises coming from the, the shop. And you chose not to and you chose to win in yourselves and not call the police because Well, you know, we were afraid that uh, something was happening to the kids and there wouldn't be enough time for the police to come down. Nor did we have evidence that uh, anything wrong was happening. There was no way to know without looking. Right. Uh, by the time we looked, the time it was too. We took our head in the door, and they attacked moment. us. We had to act. Well, and clearly, you uh, are all mostly injured, so uh, it's not like you were an execution squad. No. Or anything like that. Um. Well, I'm going to need to take you in, take you downtown to, for questioning. Uh, we'll get some of your wounds looked at if if that's the case. Get you cleaned up. I barely got out with the clothes on my back. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, so it would seem as the. Uh, <laughs> you might want to check and see if the kids haven't eaten. <sighs> yes, we'll make sure that the uh, children get. Uh, we'll, we'll take their statements, notify their parents, and they will be released uh, uh, as soon as possible. Yeah, I know. Chris, I know. Co- Coke cans with Christmas on it. It's October, and there's already Christmas on the Coke cans. I suppose that. We we will make ourselves available to your men for whatever they need. Um, you will actually be yes. <laughs> 
Don't worry about that. We'll make sure you're available to us. <laughs> that is to say, you're being you're being detained. you're being detained for question for further questioning. Full cooperation. Okay. <clears throat> um, all right. If I was really cruel, I'd, I'd worry about your car being left in Harlem while you're taken downtown <laughs> for questioning, because none of you are going to be let free to get your car back for a That's while. That's true. Uh, it wouldn't be possible. It is Flash's car, so uh, <laughs> wouldn't be possible uh, that we could. Uh, uh, have an escort in our car downtown. Uh, I, I'm afraid that uh, even though uh, a car is in such a great situation, uh, something might happen to it in uh, the interim. Leon, you want me to impound the car? Ooh, impound. That would suck. Would they? Would they? Would they? They'd search it. Was yeah. Yes. Uh, we're not being arrested, right? No. You're, well, you're why can't we just drive the car to the station? Send an officer with us if you want. We'll be. I mean. I mean, I'm sure they trust me. Yeah, you're you're a cop that was, dis- <laughs> that was disgraced because you you planted evidence. I mean, they trust me as you know, as a fellow cop. Make a, um, that's not something make, that other cops would distrust. I uh, make a law roll, or do you have law, or do you have persuade? I have. I have persuade. I have fast talk. No, not gonna work. Persuade. <laughs> Can't fast talk. Persuade or well. Yeah, persuade. Persuade. Try it. Made it. Made it? Check it. All right, no problem. Yeah. All right, have a check. It's, uh, it's Granger's car? Mr. Granger's car? Yeah. All right, yeah. Um, I'm have Flash. Right, Mr. Granger. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, have, I'll have one of my... You can be in the car. I'll have one of my uh, officers drive it and another in the back seat, if you don't mind. No problems. <laughs> all right. Okay, you're all taken downtown, including your car. Um, you're all pretty much going to give the same statement. No one's going to try to no. sugarcoat anything. Yep. Um, With extreme pride for for rescuing, for yes, how we were Emphasize. able to step in and save the two boys. Um, okay. Do I get my wounds? Look that. Um, well, you all first. Uh, you all first stated yourselves, but I'll go ahead and give the method the docs. <laughs> Okay, you can all get back a D3 hit points from just better medical care from the police doctor. Um, all right, so, so your statement, your, your, the gist of your argument is basically that you felt that the... You felt that the kids were in imminent danger, and that's why you committed homicide. Well, uh... No. That and we were. We in thought danger. that the boys so were in self-defense. Well, self-defense, but so we went to untie them. Self-defense is the reason yes. why you shouldn't be guilty of homicide. Yes, you still committed yes. homicide. Yes, but you did it in self-defense, and you did it in defense of someone who you felt to be in imminent danger yes. of life and limb. And that's that's our story. That that's your story. Yes. Now you're still a little fuzzy on why you trespassed. You didn't break and enter. I didn't hear anyone saying, well, yeah, you hear chance, but that's not sufficient reason to trespass. Oh, uh, well, you know, we just had this feeling of... Someone make a good idea roll. Uh, 43 out of 90. 43 out of 90? Go ahead, the other two can make... Try to make, like, yeah, half your idea would be a pretty good target to try to hit. I hate it. You get your full idea, Roleon, because you're a cop. 
Okay, so Professor Weber thinks um, that maybe they thought they saw the kids being brought in, and so therefore that's why they were suspicious. So using that as an excuse um, strengthens your case of why you trespassed. That's okay. Because you thought you saw the children, yeah. and again, fearing that they might be in imminent danger, you trespassed, and then, then had to commit homicide. Um, okay. The upshot is none of you are formally charged with any crimes. Um, you are requested to be available for further questioning should any, or for further, um, to be available to answer further questions in the case, in case um, further or more questioning needs to be done. There being no one obvious to try, given that everyone down there is dead, there's really no one to try for uh, or to charge for kidnapping. Uh, the alleged kidnappers are all deceased. Um, so the police are, on the one hand, they're unhappy that they have no one to charge a crime for because a, a good trial like this is always helpful for their publicity. On the other hand, they did... Uh, the, child, the kidnap victims have been recovered, and it does look like the cases of the cult murders probably have been solved. So, um, what do you say about the uh, pit? Oh, yeah, well, yeah. yes. The, actually, let's make sandals for the. At least two officers would have gone in. One, two. Uh, that was a D20 sandals, wasn't it? <laughs> it was significant. That was as good as Nyanza. D20. <laughs> Failed his idea roll, though. Okay, so one officer comes out, yeah, muttering about, you know, something really awful down there. The other officer is, like, very shaken and being let out, but he'll, he'll eventually deny he ever saw anything whatsoever. Um, what pit? <laughs> they will try shooting it, and they will discover that effectively bullets don't seem to work. Um, they'll try... Uh, so at that point, they're probably going to try drowning it, just filling it with water, because they don't want to burn it. At which point they'll discover it totally can swim, it. and they just let it out. Right. <laughs> now it's rising. Well, no, actually, actually, they do discover that it's, it is heavier than water, and apparently they are able to drown it. Okay. And then they will, like, fill it in with lots and lots of dirt. <laughs> and lower the lid. <laughs> yeah. Detectable, I'm kind of curious, though, who is... Uh, on the records for owning that building, uh, who the well the shop owned, the shop was owned by Silas McQuamley. Is there any uh, relatives? No, no, none that we know of. Oh, I, uh, I'd be curious to see if we can buy the building at some point in the future. Really? Buy the building? <laughs> well, you know, uh, it that's didn't seem to be. That, that's um, me, the GM, wondering what what. <laughs> <laughs> that's not Lieutenant Poole. That's it, me. It. Uh, it seems to uh, have some history, and uh, you never know. I've heard of these power sources. We may want to uh, gain entrance to it in the future sometime. You're a weird puppy. <laughs> Bane has enough money to buy it. But uh, we, that. we can acquire it if you think it'll be beneficial. I, just, yeah, I, I, I don't, don't want to go back I here. don't believe a piece of property has any uh, curses on it, but uh, you never know. I'd uh, hate to uh, have it fall into some other nefarious hands. I see. Come on, you old son. Right. Put some money down. All right, all right. 
Um, <laughs> we'll you, figure you, it you, out. Can, you can have your lawyers begin researching what it would take to buy the, uh, the building with the Juju house in it. It'll, it'll take a little time. I'm fine with that. Okay. <laughs> hey, sometime in the future, we might open a club. I can just see it now. Granger's Juju. Granger's <laughs> Juju. The, the, the flash, the Juju Flash House. Flashing House. No, that, that wouldn't work. Um, Alright, so basically you pretty much have gotten off scot-free. Um, you're not being charged with anything. You're not being told not to leave the country. Um, you're not being imprisoned. Um, presumably you're not being tailed, but you don't know that for sure. Um, so at this point, why don't you go ahead and I'll go ahead and let you roll your checks. All did, of your checks. Did we happen to recognize the the guys that had been sort of following us on the streets in the in the room? Were they? Um, did you ever get a really good look at them? The ones following you? No, hard to tell. So again, so for checks, uh, so you want to for all the skills that are checked, you want to roll higher than your skill. We didn't notice them when we were looking for the key or for Silas among the bodies. There are a lot of bodies there. I mean, if oh. you if you'd gotten, did you actually get a good look at any of the oh. of the tailors? Okay. So uh, if you if you <laughs> make if you make it, you erase the check. If, uh, if you don't, if you, if you fail, you lower, if you yeah, you, you want to fail the skill. Right. So you, you want to higher. You want to go right. higher. If you got lower, then the you skill. did not learn anything. From that. You didn't learn anything. Out right. there. And if you and if you, you fail the roll, you get a d10. Uh, you get to add a d10. Okay. Floor. These are pretty high. <laughs> oh, yeah. Psychology. Psychology. Looks like I'm going to be going up there. Well, D10. D10. Oops. Six. Six. Up six? Up six. Oh. Feeling more uh, psychological here. <laughs> You're feeling more psychic. Your initial, your initial sanity. Is oh, yeah. Okay. Um, at this point, what I want to do now is go back a little bit to the books that you had, and then we'll talk about the book that you just found. Um, so there are four that you picked out of Roger's safe. Um, the selections from the Livre Divon, the Necotic Manuscripts, People of the Monolith, and Life as a God. So I, wanna, I have some more material on them now. Um, thank you, uh, Winston P. 
So I want to go ahead and discuss this. So the selection from the Livre de Divan, none of you had French, so none of you could read it, but you know what it looks like. So the description is it's a parchment bundle, 10 inches by 15 inches. It's, I'll give you copies of this. 179 pages. Pages are obviously old and have suffered from both the elements and the negligence of past owners. The most obvious damage to the work is that the back edge of each sheet is ragged. You can all make idea rolls for that. If you made it, um, what, it look, what you can tell is that um, it, it, it pretty much means that this book has been, or this, has been torn out from, the, from its cover. So, um, The work is handwritten, copiously illuminated with grotesque faces, obscene marginalia, and a recurring curious sigil, re re that. curious sigil resembling a triskelion. That's kind of like a three-sided, uh, like, a, like a swastika, but with only three instead mm -hmm. of four. And so more... Triangular. That's right. Or if you ever saw the Gamesters of Triskelion, Star Trek original series, the, the big yeah. design on the floor was a Triskelion. Sort of three, three angles. So like something like that. Yeah. 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 Like that. Kind of not exactly like that, but close to it. Um, obviously, Roman characters are used, but the condition and age of the manuscript makes the language difficult to determine. But judging from the paper and script. It looks as though it is a Norman variant of French. So none of you have the skills to read it, so I'm not going to give you anything more about that one. The Nicotic Manuscripts, that's one you have. It's in English, but you haven't read it yet. But it's a manuscript, 10 inches by 12 and a half inches, bound in leather-dyed pale green. The cover has no title, only a peculiar pentagram-like symbol seared into the heavy bindings. The title page gives the work's name, followed by a subtitle, quote, as written in the so-called Nicotic Scrolls, as translated from the Greek by the author, together with additional remarks upon that work in the light of new learning. That's in archaic English. Uh, the print is neat, typeset. Printer's mark says Trevisa et Fields, 1496, but the binding appears to be much more recent. Um, there are plates, illustrations, um, that appear to have been carefully cut out from the binding. So there were plates in the book, but not anymore. Pencil annotations in modern English appear frequently in the first third of the work, usually it's just a gloss, where there's archaic language, someone has just written, this is what it really means in modern English. At which kind of point, the, the sanity. Well, <laughs> uh, yeah. mm, yeah. uh, decrease in frequency after that. So none of you have read that yet. Um, but I can give you some information if you decide to skim it. I'd like to study this. Okay. I have People of the Monolith is white leather. Uh, it's about 6 by 10, 104 pages. It's a slim volume. It appears to be handcrafted with an eye towards quality, bordering on opulence. Uh, the pages and leather cover are excellently hand-stitched, and the paper used is top quality. The pages themselves were printed as individual lithographic plates, which means that each plate was actually carved, as opposed to typeset, where you just you know put the letters in the matrix. This actually... There's a there's a metal there's a metal plate. Someone actually carved right. So, yeah, yeah, each page was done with it on an individual metal plate. Uh, each page has uh, elaborate geometrical designs along the border. I know. There is no artwork as such, but uh, in save for the grotesques incorporated into the first letter of each poem. So, like the old style manuscripts where the first character has got all those elaborate designs. Uh, the most striking feature of the book is the unusual medallion on the front cover. It appears to be a very thin slice of some sort of polished translucent rock placed over a thin silver backing creating a weird mirror-like effect in rich gray and white tones. The pattern of crystal formation is highly symmetrical, and
and suggestive of organic forms. And I'm going to start giving you out these things. There are some quotations. Spike. 
His scream of agony washed over me, and I was reborn as a full brother and a servant of Pharaoh of Shadows. Wow. And the last one you've seen, bef- uh, seen before already, but go ahead. Its an- angles were magnificent and most strange. By their hideous beauty I was enraptured and enthralled, and I thought myself of the daylight fools who had judged the housing of this room as mistaken. I laughed for the glory they missed. When the six lights lit and the great words said, Then he came, in all the grace and splendor of the higher planes, and I longed to sever my veins so that my life might flow into his being and make part of me a god. Those are quotes from this particular diary. <coughs> so this work, record, this work, Life as a God, records the insane words of Montgomery Crompton, an English soldier, artist, and devoted member of the so-called Brotherhood of the Black Pharaoh. Crompton briefly details his life before he went into Egypt as, a part, as part of General Abercrombie's army. Um, youngest son, minor member of the nobility, blah, 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 just basically um, drowned, decided to go in for gin and dice. Rather than disown him, Crompton's mother persuaded his father to, pr- to purchase a commission in the army for their son in the hope that he would see it as an opportunity to make something of himself. Okay. He was later injured in a battle. Uh, for several weeks, he languished near death, a time during which he claims he first had visions of the being he would come to know as the Black Pharaoh. It spoke to him and told Crompton that he was the only true god and that all other gods were false gods or reflections of his glory. Uh, Upon his recuperation, Crompton journeyed to Cairo, where he indulged in copious amounts of opium in an attempt to reconnect with this new god. Instead, he somehow uh, came into contact with a group of like-minded British and European expatriates and some Egyptians who initiated him into the Brotherhood of the Black Pharaoh via a series of orgies and murderous rituals. Crompton expounds at great length about the wonder, beauty, and truth of his new faith, but mostly what he recounts are rites and rituals that shock and turn the stomach. Um, specific details of the group's rituals are recounted, such as the sacral nature of sacred, sacral, sacred nature of the new moon, which Crompton likens to, quote, the face of the pharaoh of darkness watching over the world, unquote, as well as regular orgiastic rites and monthly rites of human sacrifice. Fearful beasts are also discussed as bearing witness to and shockingly taking part in both types of rites. The symbols of the cult, including the inverted ankh and the spiked club, are also described. No record is made of the group's specific prayers or invocation, but the text is littered with rhapsodic, rhapsodic, rhapsodic pains while giving praise to the greatness of the Black Pharaoh. While Crompton acknowledges that he and a number of his fellow members of the Brotherhood returned to England sometime in 1805 for the purpose of expanding the worship of their dark god, he refuses to give much detail on this topic, stating cryptically, quote, The night air knows best those rites and praises that were voiced by our lips, and the ever-waxing crimson flow knows our offerings but no cunning art will compel me to betray my brothers, still free to reap harvest of Britain's uncleared fields, unquote. On several occasions, Crompton is, vis- is granted visions of the time of the dark pharaoh's reign, including a personal audience with the god himself in his throne room. Presumably that's the bit about the angles and uh, whatnot. Uh, Crompton proclaims passionately and often that he is both sane and yet destined for immortal godhood, uh, for example, in a short space paragraph stating that he is, quote, more right of mind than any man, unquote, and, quote, will walk with his Lord as a god over the ashes of the empires of men when even the sky is brought to heel and the moon made void, unquote. Crompton is unquestionably mad. So, one question to ask is, why the hell did Roger Carlyle have these books? <clears throat> why the hell did he have these books? <laughs> Indeed. Uh, well, he had this information in 
uh, presumably read it before going on this expedition to Egypt, of which the trip down to Africa, down to uh, Kenya. Kenya was a side trip. And it does seem that uh, there still is a British connection uh, uh, referenced in uh, some of these works. Uh, sounds like the home of the uh, uh, Black Pharaoh uh, devotees is still uh, across the pond. So do we do we think that he was a, a part of this cult? Elias? Handed down from 1805? Well, he might have been studying it. Ago. Studying it? Trying to find information about it? Or was he a member of us? Well, I, I, I never knew uh, Elias to be... Uh, Cults. He seemed like he wanted to uh, debunk most of them. He uh, well, he wasn't part of that expedition. The Carlisle expedition, expedition was before, and the Carlisle expedition was reported all dead. Yes, and Except yet Elias says not so much. Well, there are rumors that uh, some of the members of the party have been seen. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah. were they seen in the way that those zombies were seen downstairs? <laughs> <laughs> In which case, both are true. True. Uh, well, they're more undead than dead. <laughs> um, Africa's Dark Sect is green cloth over cardboard, about 6 by 8 inches, 328 pages. The title is stamped on the spine. Uh, the date of publication is listed as being only four years previous, 19, which is 1921. This book is in very poor condition. The spine is broken, the back cover is cracked, multiple pages are dog-eared. There are also some marginal notes in pencil. The author is given as one Nigel Blackwell. No publisher is listed. The end paper inside the cover bears a book plate indicating it belongs to Harvard University's Wiener Library. Ah, uh, that's where the book went. Well, that's where it came from. Now, this will take you a while to read, so again, I'm not going to give you anything at the moment. Uh, gentlemen, yeah, we, need, we need to read that one. Full research for my upcoming publications. <laughs> While you recuperate. Now, you also have a few other items. Where are those other items? I think you... Ah, uh, uh, yes. Uh, let me see. A face mask of this strange, unknown new wood. Yes. The mask is obviously African in origin. It's polished brown, black mask made of strange, porous wood. It feels light, lighter than it should for a piece of wood this size. Like balsa? Possibly balsa, well, balsa-ish. Or, yeah. uh, the lines are smooth and curved. The mask has enormous, raised, circular eyes that cast deep shadows and a small mount, mouth mounted with little white teeth at irregular angles. Um, anyone can make a medicine roll? Anyone have medicine? I'll try. Oh. Nope. Nope. Oh, no. Okay, so teeth. <laughs> teeth are teeth. Um, the mask has no ears, uh, but the nose is thick and angular. There are curving spirals lightly carved all over the surface of the face. Uh, interrupted only by raised spots that presumably represent sores or other blemishes. Um, the bottom edges are rough and broken. Um, and once this mask had something attached there, maybe like a straw, like straw hair or something, but it's rotted or was torn away long ago, uh, the actual eye holes in the mask are small and hidden away in the base of the mask's great socket. So the eyes of the mask are huge, kind of like that you know, style. But the actual... Oh, uh, yeah, so I mean, <coughs> yeah, kind of hard to see through it. <coughs> Any of you can make uh, an ar- anthropology or half an archaeology roll. I can make both. 
Some of the bits and pieces represent, you know, seem to be uh, like, well, that's the eye. I've seen that eye done in this kind of, in this representation. Or I've seen that nose. That nose is from this other spirit or deity. But it's kind of a mishmash. It's not like all, well, it's not this spirit or that god. It's kind of a mishmash. What about this uh, wooden scepter that we have here? Got any information on that? Uh, the wooden scepter... Uh, the wooden scepter. It's uh, clearly it, it's a kind of wood that's native to Africa, baobab. Uh, it's got runes. None of you have hieroglyphs, so you can't read it. I don't think they have that skill. It, it feels, when, you hold it, when you're holding it in your hand, you kind of feel... Actually, who... Do you, do you guys recall who actually was in, there, in the alcove doing the looking when, they first, when you first did this? I'm curious as to who I don't the remember mind. any. Uh, the zombies came out from back there. Right, Alco, the but then guy you went in, the in big there. The feathered thing went in. You went in there, but then once you killed them all, you went into the Alco. Right. I thought and it that's was where Bancroft and whatever. Okay. Bancroft and I went back there, didn't we? Uh, Thomas. 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 I'm sorry. I thought we all did. So. Yeah, we all did. You all did. I'm just, okay. Um, let's just see who might have randomly picked it up first. Um, so, Professor Weber, when you first picked it up, you kind of noticed that it was, I don't know, you, you felt a little, you felt like you had a little more, like you're, um, like you felt like you're, you were stronger, more powerful in some way. For the frail old professor. Yeah. But then, I mean, but once, you know, you know, the next person who handled it didn't feel that. So you were the only one to have done it. To have felt that way. And if we pass it around again now, does it feel? Uh, no, you've, you've been the only one so far to have felt that. Does he still feel? <coughs> Pardon? Does he still feel? No, it, 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 it. I mean, you put it, you pass it around, and after a little while, it seems to kind of dissipate back to normal, so to speak. What about uh, this copper bowl? Uh, actually, any of you can try to make a Cthulhu Mythos roll. Uh, some of you actually have a little reading book. Ah, oh, no. Uh, bubblegum. Bubblegum card. <laughs> I saw that on a bubblegum card. Rolled a 99. Uh, it appears to be copper. Copper bowl. Seems like it's etched with some signs and stuff. Right? Yep. Can't read them. Can't Can we read look them up? No. Can we go to the yeah. library and look them up? Uh, nothing like, they're not like anything you've seen before. Uh, what about, uh, I'm curious, if I take that scepter and uh, rub it around the edge of the bowl, anything happen? No. No. Okay. Good idea. I uh, also have this headband of gray metal. Uh, you can all try to make a Thulum with those rolls again. Nope. Nope. Okay. I have no idea. Huh? No idea. Oh, and, uh, Africa's dark sects. You yes. already read. You haven't. No one has actually read it yet. I've given you given you the description. All right. Okay. 
I'd like okay. to read that as part of my ongoing research. Into I thought you were reading the Kodak Manuscript. All of it. All reading of all of it. I think through. Yeah. <laughs> I've always wanted to learn more about sex. <laughs> <laughs> I could start reading it. I having now that everyone has seen you au natural, I can understand why. <laughs> We're going to have some time on the ship, right, to read these things. Yeah, it'll take, if, if you're, well, it depends on where you're going. Where are you planning to head to? So there are two possible ways to head. I mean, we might head over to the far east to try and find this Brady fellow and uh, see what really happened to the Carlisle expedition since he was there, this ex-Marine guy. Right. He toughed it out and then continue on to try and follow in the footsteps of the Carlisle expedition. Or we could head straight to England and then. I, 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 what's in what's in England again? The, seems to be the, where, where this they kicked cult off. Yeah. Is based. Well, so ask some Two other things. England is where the Carlisle expedition went to first, and it's the place that Jackson Elias came from most recently before he was killed. So I think we should follow their their steps. So they went to So they went to England. The Carlisle expedition went to England, then to Cairo, then to Nairobi, and then they. Why don't we do that then? Well, do we want to go? Do we want to go by way of checking out Singapore and Shanghai? Well, given that you're on New York, getting yeah, over to Shanghai would take, take a lot quite a long time. Right. You'd have, to, you'd have to either get on board a ship and go all the way. Well, let's see. Now the Panama Canal is open. You'd have to go through the canal and then all the way across the Pacific, or you take a train, train to San Francisco yeah. and then from San Francisco across the Pacific. I have a feeling that we should probably go uh, go see those limeys, or you go see the limeys. Would it be on the way? Well, to where? Well, we're in New York, going to England. Which, well, which, way, did they, which way did the Carlisle expedition go first? They, they went, went to England. England. And then? And then so Cairo. Cairo. So they never went to Singapore. Oh, they never. Okay. It's Shanghai. this guy no. who, was, who was a part of their expedition who okay. was living in Shanghai. Jack Brady was apparently seen in Singapore. Yeah. Or Shanghai. Yes. Well? Or, or Hong Kong. Or Hong Kong. Either, yeah. Or maybe traveling between them. I'm going to collect my uh, photographic supplies, and uh, I think we should uh, think about uh, heading over there, the other side of the pond. We can always head for Shanghai from England. It'd be a different, instant, you know, cut across the continents instead of all the way around. The well, at that point, yes, if you're going to take a ship, you would, you'd go through the Mediterranean, through the Straits of Gibraltar, through the Suez Canal, and down around That sounds like a shorter trip. So we're wanting to go to England anyway. Let's go there first. That right. sounds like a good idea. I'm going to go back to my house and uh, pick up some of the supplies. Would we be flying or would we be on a ship? Nope, it'd be on a ship. There's no commercial air travel. Okay. While I'm uh, on that ship, I think I'm going to be doing uh, a little light reading of Africa's dark sex. <laughs> Can we find? Uh, are, you carrying, are you carrying everything? That's. I mean, that's fine if you are. Are you carrying everything? I, I've got everything with me. So a couple things, then, to figure out is... Um, do you want to leave any of the stuff behind with anybody? Perhaps, say, Jonah Kensington would be one possibility. Leave what behind? Anything. Anything. I mean, do you want to... Essentially, I'm essentially you've got all... You've got these books and these items. That's fine. 
you want to bring them all with you. If you do, that's cool. You can pack it. I'm not saying you can't pack should. it. I but think we should put them in, bring them in trucks. Bring, bring everything? With locks. With locks. <laughs> Bagels, too? Yes. Uh, okay. Problem being that trunks can still be stolen, whether they're locked or not. Well, yes, but are we going to head back to New York when we need this stuff for reference? We can go take it. I'm just saying. The fact that he's asking causes me to wonder what the risk is of having it all with us. The obvious risks. Yeah. The ship sinks. <laughs> yeah, right. The ship sinks. You lose your spot. <laughs> I think we'd be losing a lot more than our stuff. <laughs> Um, but the deep one would save us. <laughs> Jonah, Are can we able to uh, carry weapons? I want to be checking. Very good question. Right, uh, you can make an idea roll. Actually, everyone can make an idea roll. How, how badly did you make this? 90. 90? Out of, what's your idea roll? 75. 75. You I got make it. it? You got yeah. it? Okay. Um, both of you know, the, the two, Bane and um, Dr. Weber both, remember having noticed that um, in order to bring a firearm into the United Kingdom, um, it takes a special permit to do that, a visa, a special visa. Well, I'll get us some visas there. Well, why don't we... That's fine. You can do that. acquire weapons there. Or? I'll just get us a visa. All right. I'll call some money at the end. Right. Okay. You can get it. Okay. Thanks. Um, okay, so you're all going to get visas for your handguns. Are you going to bring your shotgun? Okay. I wonder if I should bring a new shotgun and a hacksaw. I want a <laughs> shotgun older than they have shotguns in the UK. Yeah, Fox yeah, hunting. Yeah. I'll pick up one there. Okay. If anything. Uh, I'm going to assume that, um, that Jonah Kensington will kind of say, you know, if you need to, if you need, you know, if you want to keep me informed, please do. And, uh, Bain obviously has the resource, the monetary resources, but there are, there are other things that you need that you can. Uh, I'll discuss with him the possibility of publishing my notes after we've written up some more. He'd be interested in that. It's a good idea to have somebody back home that we're in touch with so that if we need anything along the way. Yes, always a good idea. Um, first class or second class or third class, Bain? What kind of reservations are you making for everybody? And under an assumed name or not? And no assumed <laughs> names. <laughs> Good, because then you'd have to get passports for those right, assumed right. names. First class, why not? Okay. Even for Flash? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm a bone. Okay, first class. Okay, so you're going to sail on the Mauritania, the RMS Mauritania, the Cunard Line. Um, Flash said he wanted to be the one to read Africa's Dark Sects. Professor Weber, you're going to try to just make some time with the Nacotic Manuscripts? You're going to actually yes. try to read it, or do you want to sort of skim it first? Study it. Skim and then... Okay, because if you skim, you get, a, you get yeah. you can then decide, do you still want to continue reading it? You'll sure. still lose some sanity, but not, not as much as the full read. Okay. The rest of you can decide also. Um, it'll take you four days to get across the pond. Um, you can decide if you want to, like, read stuff, although I think the two, the two main books are accounted for now. So, Actually, I know. Just... I'm going to hire someone from the university, a grad student in, in modern French. foreign languages, <laughs> to travel with us. I'll buy them a round trip ticket. They can come back directly. That's an. You want them to, to read, read the French book to us? <laughs> translator. Uh -huh. Hire a translator. All right. Okay. Um, your chauffeur is not coming, I assume. 
Uh, well, Do you have an extended vacation? You know, somebody's got to stay at the house and keep everything in order. The employees have, have things to do whether in there or not. Okay. Um, so wh- while you're on the ship, um, you can, for instance, you, if you want to add to your shotgun skill, you can do that. You can take, so basically you can like do daily skeet shooting off the, off the, uh, the fantail. Um, you could like practice fencing. You could practice shooting because they actually do have a small pistol range. Um, you could do gymnastics, you could swim, you could wrestle, you could box, you can gossip and try to increase credit rating, um, you can try to, uh, you know, you could try to learn other languages, you could try to, uh, uh, increase, you know, any particular skill. So you don't have to choose that particularly right now. Um. I will go ahead. Since you have, I uh, know I haven't given you the thing on Africa's dark sex. No, I, I, I'll read it in depth. You're going to read okay. it. We'll take a dive. Yeah. Okay, it's going to take you a while. Okay. Um, dum, 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 dum. Well, given that, well, do you want to hear about Africa's dark sex yes. or not? Yes, you do. Yeah. Okay. Something to talk about over breakfast. Indeed. Uh, okay. <laughs> So, Africa's Dark Sects is a collection of the writings of the late Nigel Blackwell from 1872 to 1919, uh, uncertainty on the last date, date of death, an erstwhile African explorer and an epicure of the bazaar. The contents are primarily drawn from a series of safaris that Blackwell undertook between 1902 and 1916, visiting French West Africa, the Congo, and the Kenya Crown Colony, as well as shorter forays into other regions. Blackwell's interests focus on marginal tribal religions, particularly those involved in blood sacrifice and other outre rites. Generally clinical in presentation and style, the work outlines the rites and practices, sometimes from pre-colonial days, but more often focused on the modern day, uh, of numerous African groups and traces links between those African religions and cults in the Americas. So clearly this is why Elias was interested in so this. Remember, this book was not in the safe. Right? Mm-hmm. This, was, this was the one that Elias was looking for. Blackwell's writing style is dense and frequently refers to other authors' works without clarifying commentary or explanatory discussion of the cited work's connection to its topic. These cryptic references reduce the clarity of the book and reinforce the impression that this is a raw and unfinished work that would have been well served by an editor. Blackwell's fixation frequently stated in the text on the notion that Africa, being relatively untouched by Christianity and Islam, held the keys to the truth, quote-unquote, about human religion and history, um, and pretty much is kind of grating to read. Uh, the text is gruesome, unwholesome, and deeply shocking. There is a short segment about Kenya's bloody tongue cult, um, and the paraphernalia and symbols of the Kenyan cult are pretty familiar to you, because uh-huh. you've seen them already. The mountain of the black wind is discussed, though no location is given. A marginal note mocks Blackwell's limited knowledge of the group. Also of interest is that the book's spine has been broken open to a section about a Niger River cult's grisly, necromantic rites designed to raise the dead and make them into slaves called Zambi. Hmm. Z-A-M-B-I. We saw some of those. Is it like, yeah. not like Bambi, is it? No. Are they the maps that we bought? Uh-huh. Uh, would they have been with uh, Jonah? Probably with Jonah. Do you leave the maps there? Okay. Or how, how big are they anyway? They're, they're like rolled up maps. I mean, they're scrolls. So we can, I can bring them, right? Yeah, you can okay. bring them. I'll bring them, yeah. just in case. Uh, so, the Africa's Dark Sex has a number of interesting quotes. Would anyone like to read the first one? 
Beyond the reach of the great Abrahamic faiths, Africa retains the primal truths of human society and religion. Society is as raw and unformed as the landscape. The gods are known by their old names and not prettied up by hymns and incense. It is here, in this great continent of the id, that man may truly know himself. That man, as a whole, is so brutal and untamed at his heart, only shocks the unlettered or those blinded by the false trapping of the prison we have built for ourselves in our so-called civilization. Okay, next quote. The cult called by other Kenyans the Bloody Tongue is supposedly based far in the interior but has followers in Mombasa, Nairobi, and even Muslim Zanzibar. Their idols are human-shaped, though surmounted with a long red trunk instead of a head, and it is rumored that more than one missionary has discovered that when the whites leave the natives swap a head topped by a crown of thorns for one with a bloody tongue. A sorcerer would then rend flesh from his own body, usually the arm, and spit the bloody offering into the mouth of the body supposed to be raised. A great chanting would then be undertaken by both sorcerer and his audience. The words are not in the native Yoruban. Yoruban, yeah. Yoruban. I have attempted to capture them phonetically. Huding Lui Mogual Naf Woga Nagal Atsu Tuti Yaksag Takfu Takun. Atsu Tutifu Takun. Huning Lui. Compare. Wait. Wait. Zoom in. Africa's dark sex. So. So there you have it. So I'm going to say it takes you maybe one or two days to actually prepare for the trip, getting the visa, talking with Jonah. Um, so let's just say on the 28th you set sail Okay. on the Mauritania. And I think at that point we'll go ahead and call the session and we'll see you on the ship next time. January. Yeah. <laughs>